You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, Friday the 13th, actually, which just kind of seems fitting, I guess, given everything, and day two of no NBA. So we've got updates coming from the Pelicans, coming from the league as a whole. I'll let you guys know what that is. I also put out some questions to you all on Twitter that I'm going to give off some of the answers here, which is going to lead into some stuff next week that we are going to cover because, frankly, we are kind of on indefinite suspension from NBA basketball. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So in the wake of the NBA suspending the season, and again, I'm going to use canceling, suspending, postponing, basically all interchangeably. So what I mean is not playing basketball right now. If I, I if I say cancel, I don't mean like it's not happening. It may happen in the future. It's likely to happen in the future. I'm just using different words here. So just know that kind of up front. And also know that we're still going to have the podcast Monday through Friday, even next week, even the week after that. I think it helps to have some semblance of normalcy around this. I like talking basketball. I like talking in general, if you know me too. So I'm going to keep going basically as long as I can here. And I've got some very good content ideas. And I'm also hearing your content ideas. Um, Hit me up on Twitter at Nola Jake if there's something in particular you might want to hear on the show, a segment, an episode, what have you. Um, And there's a good chance we'll get to it eventually, given that right now it's looking like we're not having basketball for at least 30 days. Woj and Shams of the ESPN and The Athletic have been leaking various things. It sounds like that on the Board of Governors call they said 30 days at the minimum to kind of evaluate everything. And in the lead up to that, the NBA has told all the players and teams that the players need to stay in their markets, but you're not allowed to practice right now and that everyone should just kind of uh, self-quarantine and isolate for about four days or so. They also need to be talking to team doctors once a day at the very least. No team practices uh, or anything like that. So right now it's just kind of everyone go home. Let us kind of figure this out. Don't do anything whatsoever, which you know what? I think is just fine. As I mentioned in yesterday's show that you could link every team in the league to the Utah Jazz, kind of trace it back through a six degrees of separation thing over the the past five to 10 days. You need everyone to go home to not risk infecting others because now Donovan Mitchell has the coronavirus from Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, by the way, who everyone knows has kind of been a, is a dick for what he did and the prank, the joke, whatever it was, really backfired in a bad way on him. He put out the right kind of statement. You shouldn't like kill him over this thing, I don't think. Um, but It's interesting because the NBA basically came out with saying he's not going to be suspended. He's not going to be fined. But the fact is they even considered doing one of those two things to him, given how reckless he was, is kind of interesting. 
I don't know if that really falls kind of under the provision of the CBA or what have you, but we're in kind of different times. But no, he's not going to get fined, not going to get suspended, but apparently it was on the table, which is pretty wild to me, to be honest. So everyone's kind of staying home right now. After that, I think they'll kind of assess on an individual thing um, in terms of team on a team by team basis to figure out. Do we practice? What do we do? Certainly these guys want to stay in game shape. We don't know whether the season is just going to end and they go into the playoffs or if they will play regular season games or maybe it's a truncated regular season. And I'm probably going to say something here that's going to upset people. I don't care. I don't care about the Pels and the playoffs this year anymore with this. It'd be nice. Obviously, I'd like them to get in. But if they don't, if the NBA just goes, we're cutting the season short, the standings as of the final day are what the standings are. That's the playoff teams, meaning Memphis gets in over the Pelicans and the rest of the group. I'm not going to be that upset, kind of given the context of everything going on. You know, it's a sport. It's it's a nice diversion from reality, but it's not the be-all, end-all that we sometimes make it out to be. And so if it, they miss the playoffs because of that, you know, life's not fair. The league doesn't have to be fair. The competitive advantage doesn't necessarily have to be fair. And sometimes it just is what it is. And it's not worth getting that upset over. At least that's my approach. If you want to be upset, that is totally okay. And I'm probably going to hear it on Twitter from a number of you about this sort of thing. But seeing that people are dying over this, that it's very much going to drastically affect people's lives. You know, the Pelicans getting into the playoffs would be nice. But like, I don't know. It's just... I'm not going to get that upset over it, kind of given the the day and age that we're living in with everything going on. But certainly, make no mistake, I'd like them to be in. They probably should do everything they can to play all the rest of the regular season games. But given we're kind of in uncharted territory, money's at stake. Um, and sometimes you just have a calendar you've got to adhere to as well because it does impact um, – college players that would be going pro too if that gets pushed back even more and so all of this is just kind of weird and sometimes you just got to make an unfortunate decision maybe there's just no good answer so that's kind of where I stand on that so the NBA has said teams can practice I would assume that will be after this four-day period and maybe they advise a little bit longer on that but keeping guys in shape keeping using that practice time having these guys here this is an opportunity to really build some team chemistry to bond a little bit more and I think could be taken advantage of and I'm certain the Pelicans plan on doing just that. They put out a statement basically saying like, yes, we agree with everything that's going on in the league as every team has put out a statement saying before they have not uh, mandated testing for anyone. I don't know if that doesn't mean if it means they will or won't, but certainly you have to figure that testing would be an important thing to do for these players. So we're just kind of in, in a weird spot with everything. The Pelicans also sent out a season ticket holder update on all of this. It's going to just kind of be one of those things where I know people want answers again right now, but we don't have them, and you're going to have to wait with a lot of your questions. I would assume the Pelicans will do everything they can to make it right for season ticket holders and people who bought tickets to games, so I don't think anyone's going to kind of be out money. And speaking of people that are going to be out money, I'm going to mention this in the next segment. Kevin Love did a really freaking cool thing thing yesterday that all teams, players, and others involved in the organization, owners in particular, should do as well. And I'll tell you about that coming up. But don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all, um, covering the league, the team, everything that's going on now. We'll also probably get off topic a little bit and have some, some kind of tangential discussions on different things. Why not? Let's have some fun, right? 
So don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Please leave a five-star review with a comment, you know, now more than any other time. It's kind of important for that sort of thing. It takes about 30 seconds, and I greatly appreciate when people do it. And tell a friend, you know, there's going to be people who aren't putting out podcasts. You're already seeing some kind of mention that, like, we're going to take a break to kind of regroup. We're here. I've already done kind of a lot of the planning for this, so we're ready to go. So if you need something to just kind of take your mind off of the world and everything that's going on, we're right here on Locked On Pelicans. Tell a friend. Maybe it helps them out as well. So Kevin Love announced yesterday that he is going to be uh, donating $100,000 to the in-arena workers um, at the is it Quicken Loan, uh, Loans Arena over there in Cleveland. This is cool. He gets it. As, as we talked about yesterday, the impact that this has on a lot of people in very negative financial situation and people who can't kind of afford that sort of hiccup in their lives. So it's very cool to see that he's doing this. Mark Cuban talked about it as well. Kevin Love is the first person to kind of put his money where his mouth is and sometimes action speaks louder than words and $100,000 probably sounds louder than anything else. So that's very cool. Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavs, should do significantly more than this. The Pelicans should probably do something in place like this too. I have no doubt that they're already working on that sort of thing. I have no doubt that Gail Benson will step up and do the right thing as well. So it's just very cool to see that everyone is looking out for one another during a kind of scary time. And at times it's a shame that it takes these type of moments to get people to come together. But the fact that people still are able to come together like this, this is really, really great. So it's, I'm happy to see um, that this is a thing that this will keep going. And yeah, that's exactly kind of what you want out of guys. So good on Kevin Love and good on everyone uh, is going to be able to do who's going to do all of this. So on Twitter, I asked you all uh, about some of your favorite moments of the NBA season for the Pelicans, your favorite game, your favorite individual moment. I want to read some of these off. And you know what? One of the things we're probably going to do over the next couple of weeks is recap these games again. What can we really learn by maybe spending an episode of Locked on Pelicans, breaking it down quarter by quarter, sometimes play by play? And what did we see in all of that? And I think that might be worth doing. And another thing I've kind of got an idea for is how to build a winner. How do you get the Pelicans from where they are right now to where they're a team that's competing for titles in the next three to four years? And what is sort of the plan that you want to see in the natural growth of the team? So some of the things that are going to be coming. Um, so in terms of favorite game, there's, a, there's two that really jumped out to people. Um, and the first one being Zion's debut against the Spurs. The Pelicans lost and no one seems to care and no one seems to upset because of the madness that was Zion going four for four from three in his debut after kind of struggling a little bit. The Spurs in that game had a had just schemed him out. They were not going to let Zion beat them inside whatsoever. So you know what? Screw it. He launched some threes and he hit him to the tune of four in a row, which was electric in the Smoothie King Center that night. It was so much fun. No one expected that. No one could believe it. 
And that first time he launches a three, you're just like, no, don't do that. Okay, whatever. It's good. It went in. I like that shot now. He takes a second one and it's like, are you sure? All right. Yes. Let's keep this going. By the third one, people were like, yeah, let him shoot. And then by the fourth one, people were just jumping up and down. And it felt like a college basketball game, a college football game, because people were losing their damn minds. I can absolutely see why people said this was their favorite game of the season. And it also kind of marked the start of a new era for New Orleans basketball in this one with Zion making his debut. Another game that everyone mentions, which fully understand this one and I can't really complain to, and it kind of takes on some like added uh, difference in this one, but that is the game back on January 16th against the Utah Jazz. So this is pre- Uh, Zion Williamson and this was the game where the Pelicans were facing the Utah Jazz again uh, after a blown refs call in the previous time that they faced when what ended up being a two-point loss well now all of a sudden you get them again at home and you have Brandon Ingram who went straight off in this one 49 points on the night including the game tying shot over huge asshole Rudy Gobert and um, sent it to overtime where the Pelicans just kind of beat out the Jazz winning that period 10 to 16. This was fun because Donovan Mitchell started heating up. He finished with 46 on the night and watching he and Brandon Ingram duel to try and win the game was pretty awesome. Ingram was 15 of 25 in this one, three of eight from three, 16 of 20, 20 from the free throw line, eight rebounds, six assists, Um, And four turnovers, but that's not bad on that sort of line. Donovan Mitchell was 16 of 34, 7 of 15 from deep, 7 made threes for 7 attempts. Uh, And for 46 points, he had 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, uh, and 3 turnovers. That was a really fun game, especially because, like, in general, no one liked Rudy Gobert before this stuff. And after the, the defensive foul that he had that wasn't called, and should have given the Pelicans a chance to tie the game. It it was really nice to see Brandon Ingram hit that shot over him to send it to overtime and then just get a very satisfying victory. Those jump out to me as two of the top ones. Those jumped out to everyone else as to two of the top ones as well. There's a couple of other ones in there, though, that I thought was kind of interesting. And I kind of liked... Um, that some people threw some different things out there. One person mentioned the Pacers game where they didn't have Brandon Ingram, where they didn't have Zion Williamson, and the whole team kind of came together to really go and get a victory on the road against a pretty tough opponent. Uh, We also had another vote here for the uh, MLK MLK Day game, there we go, against the Grizzlies, where the Pelicans just straight took it to them. And showed that maybe they really could be here in the playoff chase for everything. Um, then you have another one for the Pistons game where all the starters were hurt. And John, or not John Morant, um, Jaleel Okafor, other jaw, our jaw, completely took it to Andre Drummond. So there's some very cool games out there and some really memorable moments. And I like that we got a very big um kind of smattering of games here also seeing Zion play against the Blazers for the first time someone says when he just bullied the other team Um, and one person mentioned the Miami Heat and how they came through in the clutch which I think is pretty awesome to see as well so I also asked and we'll dive into more of those games too I think that's uh, you know some of those are really interesting to kind of see what went right what can you emulate and keep going forward what 
you know, maybe can't you do that with too from some of those games? Then I asked people what their favorite moment was. This one was also kind of all over the place, but there's still a few that really rose to the top. I'll let you guys know what that was, um, what those are coming up here in just a moment. But again, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans, but consider Locked On NBA as well. There's a lot going on. If you want like kind of just straight updates on what's going on around the league, how this has larger impacts on other teams as well, the Locked On NBA podcast is a great way to do it. I co-host the Wednesday edition. And look, we're still going to be going. We're still going to have a lot to talk about. It's going to be really important to kind of stay clued into everything that's going on around the association. No better way to do that than the Locked On NBA podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. So wrapping up the Friday show and what's been just a very, very weird week um, for everyone in the NBA. And one thing we'll look to do is get a bunch of people to be guests on here on the show over these next couple of weeks as we kind of wait to see what's going on with the NBA, whether it's just to recap the season or just to come on and hang out and talk, I think could be a lot of fun too. And maybe you can learn of a different side of the personalities of some of the media people that cover the team. I know pretty much everybody and they are all awesome. So I want to keep them on. Also, they may not be writing nearly as much. And sometimes it's helpful just to stay relevant in this sort of industry. So if there's someone you want to come on the show, um, tag me at Nola Jake, tag them at whatever their Twitter handle is and let them know. And I'll reach out to them, but it kind of puts the idea in their head. Don't bug them too much. I'm not big on blowing up people's mentions with this sort of thing. And I also hate snitch tagging in general. I got tagged in something with Trey Young the other day, which was like, okay, dude. Um, because I didn't list Trey Young as one of the most improved candidates for the most improved uh, player award because he's just good already and there's other more worthy guys, but they decided to tag Trey Young in this as if he's listening to Locked on NBA or cares what I have to say, which if he does listen to the show, that's really cool. He doesn't. So if you want other writers, media people to come on, tag them in there, tag me in there, and I'll see what I can do to make it happen. And we'll try and have a little bit of fun on here. Some brevity uh, could be a very good thing. So one other question I asked you all on Twitter yesterday was, Favorite moment of the NBA season? And what did you just enjoy um, throughout every year? Was there a moment in particular that was like, oh, yeah, uh, that thing is something that I remember incredibly well? And there were a number of really good responses. The first one that everyone seemed to have was the uh, dunk, the putback dunk by Jackson Hayes, that kind of alley-oop law, it wasn't a putback, where he just leaned so far back to throw it down. And it was also because of J.J. Redick's reaction, his face. He couldn't believe what he just saw out there on the court. And that was a pretty cool moment. I won't lie. That was definitely a really good one. Keeping in the theme of Jackson Hayes, I think this was meant more as a joke, but it's also when Jackson Hayes told the NBA to suck his dick because he was not listed on the Rising Stars game. You know, it is a funny moment, one that he had to apologize for that's ultimately harmless. Probably not going to do him any favors for getting into the game that uh, next year. And also just something that you don't need to be that upset over, but sure. Um, people have apparently saved the video for everything. So that is certainly going to be one up there. Uh, people have also mentioned that just basically Zion's real debut in Summer League, not the earthquake, but when he just tore the ball out of whichever Nick it was, was Knox's hands and then just dunked. Yeah, it was um, Kevin Knox and then just dunked the ball all 
over him, signaling to the world that this dude is strong and he is here to play some basketball as well. We also had someone mention uh, J.J. Reddick's lefty layup as time expired to beat Sacramento on the road. That is a very good one, too. Game winners are absolutely something special. The guy, and you can see all the replies there on Twitter at Noel Jake if you want to see it and who sent these in. Um, when when Zion made his fourth made three in a row in the Smoothie King Center, there's video of it too, and the crowd just going nuts during all of that. And then another one, which honestly might be my pick for all of this. If you can't just sum it up to one moment, because there's been multiple of them, and it's the 50 plus feet, uh, foot lobs from Lonzo Ball to Zion Williamson. Certainly. Those are very, very special moments that have been so awesome to see. And those are things that you don't normally don't get to see at all. So I think those are some pretty cool ones uh, as well. So there's a lot of really special moments. And if the season ends and the Pelicans don't make the playoffs, echoing what I said in the beginning, and it sucks. Let's not lie. But again, perspective in the grand scheme of things I think is important. It's been a really fun year. You couldn't say this about the team last year. You know, you could say the year before they made the playoffs, but the year before that, no. Year before that, no. There's times when, like, it just has kind of sucked. This year was not that, and I think sometimes that's going to be, I don't know. It's like you kind of look at this, and it's like, you know what? This ended up being pretty cool. I'm happy with everything, and it is what it is. And it's been a fun year, and sometimes that's really all you can ask for, and that's kind of what we had. And the future, no matter what, still looks very bright, even if the season is ended prematurely. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Still here with you all uh, Monday through Friday. We'll be back five days a week next week. I promise you that. Talking about all the things you want to know. And if you've got a topic, let me know on Twitter at Nola Jake. Call it in 504-321-0448 or email me lockedonpels at gmail.com. It's going to still be fun. We're still going to do our best to talk about this. We'll get a little bit silly on here as well. I think that's kind of important too. Um, And let's just have some fun with it all and see where everything goes in a pretty uncertain time. So thank you all for listening. By the way, if you want a really interesting show to listen to, that's also part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't forget about the show called Rejecting the Screen um, with Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov, who get some really great guests on there that tell really interesting stories. It's more, it's a little bit more long form, different format than this. You want some really insane insight and some insane behind the scenes story, Rejecting the Screen. Check it out wherever you get your podcast from. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all on Monday.